The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's time for an all new episode and time for an all new guest. And today we have a very special guest. Today we have my mom. (laughs) Yes, and I am so excited to be finally on your podcast. Yes, she's the number one listener. I am. (laughs) No. Her favorite listener. My favorite listener. Uh, My mom is visiting me from Los Vegas. I'm, I'm from Utah, but my mom lives in Vegas now. My mom is originally from Southern California. But she lives in Vegas now. Living and loving Las Vegas like I never thought I would. It sounds silly because people always relate to living in Las Vegas as living on the strip or close to the strip when I don't, in fact. As a matter of fact, sometimes I have to remind myself I live far, far west on the upper side. And so when I'm getting sometimes on the freeway, I have a view of the strip and it's like, oh, yeah, there's the strip. And I mean, I've only lived there, you know, nine years. You think I <laughs> remember so my mom's out here visiting me and um, we've been watching some housewives and some Vanderpump rules. We, you know, my mom loves to comment while she's watching. My mom and grandma both love to do the commentary. But mom, would you say that you, no, I wouldn't say that you are, but do you think you're a judgmental person? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed. What are you most judgmental about? Or like, what do you, what do you think like you are most judgmental about when it comes to to people. I think I'm judgmental about other people being so judgmental. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, That sounds silly, I know. But yeah, about people being so judgmental and making comments that aren't true or factual. Do you judge people for judging? Well, sort of, yeah. (laughs) Is that all? I guess you can say I can be somewhat catty, but can't we all? Yeah, it's fun. I think that's fun judging. That's, you know, I think that's the harmless part. I think we'd all be lying if we said that wasn't in any of us when we sit down and watch a show or whatever it is. I think we're all very judgmental and critical and opinionated. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a thought on what we were viewing. Right. But in life, not necessarily when you're watching a show. Oh. But when in life, do you ever judge people the way they live their life? Well, not always in a bad way. I mean, I think, no. I mean, I don't judge them on how they live their lives. Sometimes I'm a bit envious of how some people live their lives (laughs) and wish I could live my life like them. But no, I'm not judgmental on how people live their lives to each their own, right? When was the last time you said you judged somebody? Oh my gosh. The other night we were watching Vanderbilt I know, but like, no, not not someone on TV, but someone like IRL. Honey, we do that every day in life. I know, but like, there's not like a time that stands out. Most recently, like, like some, some, like, let's say you judge somebody and then you were like, I was wrong about that person. Oh, yeah, of course. There's been times like that. I can't think of any. You can think of the last time? Mm-hmm. No, but you know, I just, I try to be more positive in an everyday life as far as living my life. I don't mm-hmm. try to be 
critical or judgmental in people. It's more like when I'm watching a TV show or a movie. <laughs> That's what I meant. No, seriously, I, I try to just, you know, keep a, a good attitude. But and those are people too. Well, yeah, but they're there for us to judge them. Well, <laughs> because, uh, well uh, what do you think I am? Well, and I do judge you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You know that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, as far as everyday life, I just, I, I try to look, I know it's going to sound cliche, but, you know, to look at everything as positively as I can, but I do, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be able to walk on this planet. Well, when, when was the last time you felt like you were judged? It's challenging in my business because in my business, I'm a real estate agent. And right now there's more agents than there are homes to sell or buy. So I find that it's really challenging and maybe I'm a bit judged against other agents when, like for instance, when I tried to get my last listing, I competed against four other agents to get the listing. So I guess you can say I was judged. I came up against, I had to present myself, present my listing presentation and try to sell myself. And I guess that would be the last time I was judged. Oh, but the outcome like audition was, to get but the, the outcome was good. I got the listing. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's it is tough, but that's that's my job, and it's not always like that. I, I would say 99 percent of my business is repeat business or referral. The way I work, anyway. I, I mean, I know I could go out there and do a hard sell, but I'm I'm a little bit older now, so I like to just kind of cruise through it. Does it make you feel bad if you feel like you don't get the listing because you're like, oh, was it me? Was it something about the way I look or talk or? <laughs> not look and not talk, but yeah, of course it's tough when I don't get the listing. I've only really have not gotten it twice. One, because I wouldn't drop my commission. And the other one, well, you know what? The other one was because I wouldn't drop my commission either. Well, that's good because you shouldn't. Because I'm worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's called having standards, everybody. And if you're worth it, then you shouldn't have to do that. So you're a real estate agent now. But before that, you had a whole nother career. So I think that's really cool because at, well, you don't have to say what age, but you were not 20 when you changed careers, <laughs> obviously, like that. So my mom, she was a, a general manager and partner in a restaurant for like, 25 years. 25 years. So if you watch the premiere of the show, you heard me talking about how I grew up in a restaurant um, because I literally grew up in a restaurant. You were already at the Baja Cantina when... You were two when I started there. Yeah. So I was two, everybody. So I was literally running around a restaurant when I was two. You were. <laughs> you were. But um, And then I started working there when I was... What, 13? 13. I was 13 and I started expediting in the kitchen. So I wasn't technically allowed to like work on the floor legally. I know. I guess we can. We broke the law, everybody. Well. We were outlaws. I guess we can say that now, but it was for a short time because you were yeah. turning 14. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was just for like a few months leading up to my, my 14th birthday. So I was like feeling salsa cups and chip, chip baskets. baskets and, and I really wanted to work because you know, I was, I was getting to that age where I was just like, I want to be able to do this. And, you know, I want to one day have a car and have this. And my mom was like, well, how are you going to pay for that? Because my mom was always really great. You know, we wanted certain things and, you know, it was always for like Christmas and birthdays. We would get those things, but we, you know, we always had a 
do chores to earn allowances. And we had, you know, we didn't get just like handed things. I always made your kids work for it we one had way to, or another. We had to work for it. We had to learn the value of a dollar. We had to, you know, learn how to work. But so, let me clarify. I wow. did not make you come to work at the restaurant. No. You want, you- I wanted to because I wanted to earn money because I wanted to have things. Right. So if I wanted to have things and I wanted to pay for them, I needed to work. And you didn't make me come to work. It was convenient that you had an establishment where I could work at though. Yes, it was. And it was, it was so cute to see Katie come in, you know, 13 years old in her little uniform. And she did really, really well staying on top of keeping the salsa bowls and the chip baskets and the water crafts all, oh, the, water crafts. the water crafts all full. And yep. And then you got a little bit of a tip from each server that night. It was only for, at first it was only for a few hours at a night, you know, but you thought you were making big bucks and, and it was cute. No, it was fun to have you there. And then you yeah. moved up on in the ranks. Yeah. And then I became a hostess mm-hmm. and I think I didn't really bus much. I think I kind of, you know, you filled in as a buster a couple of times. I filled in, but the bus, the busting was a little more laborious and I was a little too scrawny because the, you know, they would have to do a lot of lifting of heavy trays and I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I just couldn't make it work. But you did. You you, right. you really worked in all aspects. I did. The- I mean, I tried. Yeah. I mean, I tried. But then and then when I started serving. Right. But, you know, I didn't get special treatment just because I was the boss's daughter. It was very much about seniority. You had to work your way up. Yes, ma'am. So I didn't get the good shifts. I didn't get the good sections. I had to call my mom by her name. name. <laughs> you know, I didn't get special treatment, special treatment. And that's, what's always really hard for me when anybody ever started working at the restaurant, they started at the bottom mm-hmm. and they, they worked the shifts, the, not the shifts, the sections that were the less desirable. They, they were the slowest and they were the last ones to get off and had the crummy side work and yep. all of that. And, um, that was with everybody. So I didn't treat you or your brothers or all of the friends that y'all had working there, I didn't treat anybody any differently. And it was tough though, because, and I'm not saying this just because you were my daughter. I had a lot of good servers throughout the whole history of being at the Baja Cantina, but I have to say you were one of my best and regular customers would come in and always ask for you and everything. And when I couldn't put you in like the busiest section, it was really doing a disservice to the restaurant and to everybody mm-hmm. else because I needed you in those sections. Yeah. And I was so happy when you finally worked your way up the seniority ladder and were able to move into those. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. No, yes. I say that really sincerely. And there was a, I had a lot of really good servers. I mean, you know, I'm not just singling you out and I'm not singling you out because you're my daughter, but I, it was true. And I have to make some mention of something What that Tommy had said in the last episode, or was it when he was on Watch What, Watch what Happens Live when he said, Katie doesn't like people. Oh, Katie God. is a was an excellent people person. I mean, her efficiency in being able to handle a busy section was fantastic, but her she was such a people person that that was also what made her. I think good. I joke because I say like, I don't like people or the, you know, like stranger danger or whatever, but it's very different when I'm at work. I can switch gears. I don't know why he would say that, but it's like, it's, I can put on a hat. I can do my job. I can be professional. And it's not about being fake or anything like that. But when I'm working, when I'm on the floor, that's my job. Yeah. 
I'm personable. I'm friendly. I'm in customer service. I've been doing customer service half my life. It's my job to like people and enjoy that. And I do enjoy that. But I would joke always being like, I don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> people will piss me off though. Well, people can be assholes. It's one of the hardest industries. It really is. Yeah. To- and so, so yeah, you know, after a lot of time, you know, sometimes people can wear you down. People can, you know, turn you off a little bit, but like to say, I don't like people. So like, why would she want to do this? That rubbed me wrong a little bit too, Tom. I would have to say that that might have to be my rage text at the end of the show. All right, we're going to take a short break. So most of you probably heard me sing the praise of Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. And for those of you who haven't, I want to tell you about some amazing results I have seen since using my customized Pros products. Uh, so my scalp has been revitalized. My hair is shiny, bouncy. We're very, very happy over here. So Pros knows there is more to you than just your hair type. And Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started by answering a lot of very personal questions about like how much I work out and my diet and my zip code, like, geez. (laughs) But by analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. Pros also has a review and refine feature. It lets me tweak my formula for any reasons like change of address, hair color, or my diet. And as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. And if you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take back the products, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash love me. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash love me for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. All right, back to the show. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. You may know me from Bravo TV's Family Karma and of course, social media. I grew up in a very conservative Indian family, but I have always forged my own path and live life on my own terms. I recently left my successful career in New York City and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing and I know you are too. Join me as I spill the chai on my own cringeworthy personal life experiences every Thursday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. It wasn't just like my experience at the restaurant, but also growing up watching you run a restaurant was like an education in itself because, you know, you seeing how you did things, you know, behind the scenes at work, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just like kind of knowing what you did and being like, yeah, she uh, runs a restaurant. No, I knew, I knew everything that you did, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was just like, okay, like, I feel like, you know, I could do, you know, that's why I wanted to, I tried to convince oh. you to be one of my managers, one of my backup <laughs> managers. I tried so hard to convince Katie because she did know every aspect of the restaurant. I mean, you had to bartend at times. You didn't bartend on a busy night, but 
especially during the day, we didn't have a bartender on. So y'all had to go back and make your drinks. Mm -hmm. You expedited food out for other servers, which, you know, you played up a tray and you take it, you know, you bust, you host, you you did everything. But I also just growing up and just being around that all the time, being around you. And I was like, I'm just like, this is my life. This is the only work experience like I've ever had. I mean, besides like some retail. You did retail, Which yeah. was still customer service, you know? I mean, like that's, you know, so. And you worked for me till you were wet until you your dreams of moving to California. <laughs> but then every time I come home for Christmas. I'd make her come work for me. <laughs> uh, she'd put me on a schedule. So I wouldn't even get like a Christmas vacation because of my coming home for a week or a week and a half, I would be working. Because <laughs> that was our busiest, the t- week before Christmas and especially the week after, we were so busy. I have to explain. I also needed the money. Too. Right, and you <laughs> knew it was going to be such good yeah. tips. The um, Our restaurant was located right at the base of the Park City Mountain Resort. So, I mean, we thrived with tourists, um, as yeah. far as tourist business. We had a good local following. I mean, in the summertime, the locals would, would also, I'm from Park City, Salt Lake City, and all, all around the area. But um, we were very, very touristy. So when Katie came home, she knew that she could come in and make bank yeah. Yeah. And I always had to put on extra servers, a whole big extra staff. So it was really nice that you could come home and fill in. And then, you know, we have time off at Christmas. So if I was working, you might as well be with me and then we could spend more time together. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it was a whole, the whole family. My brothers both worked there. So that was the life growing up. And their friends. And I shouldn't say their, their friends. It wasn't like I hired everybody that was in my family and because they were friends, but it was but like all my friends, well, like friends and people I knew at high school would be like, Hey, do you think your mom would give me a job? Well, and, and cause Park <laughs> like City maybe, was a pretty tight knit community. It was in, small. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot smaller than it is now. I liked our restaurant set, uh, setting because, you know, it's really funny, and this is going to sound a little bit corny too, but when Vanderpump Rules first started airing and, um, you know, Lisa, seeing Lisa so involved with her staff and people used to go, well, why is she why, getting in Why does business? she get... But I was very much in oh, my yeah. staff's business, not because I was nosy, but because they wanted me to be in it. And I had a lot of, you know, the high school kids and college kids that were very involved in like football and cheerleading and soccer and all those sports. And I did everything I could to accommodate their practice schedules and games mm-hmm. so that I could keep them. Cause I knew that if I could work a schedule for them that was conducive to their, their sports and everything, then they were going to stick with me. And I think we had such a close knit staff. Yeah. And, and, it, and you would do things outside of work with them and hang out with them and have them over to the house for, oh, yeah. for dinner. And it's really not like that far-fetched to have a close relationship with your employees. I mean, Mm-mm. Some people don't think it's appropriate, but I don't think much of it because I've seen you have that as well with right. employees. So it's like, it's really not that far. I was the Lisa Vanderpump of the Baja Cantina. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Shout out to like Bailey and Rhiannon. And there's a lot of girls that worked for me. They were also my cheerleaders too. Oh, I coached cheerleading for a little bit, but our uh, Baja Facebook page where we still go on. <laughs> And and I had staff that were working here on travel visas from all over, yeah, um, from Brazil, a lot from Brazil, and uh, oh gosh, where else? Australia, Australia, and they would come work for a winter, and I I'm still in contact with them. Yeah, so. that was a really cool thing about Park City in general. Is we had a lot of like seasonal people, so met met people from all over the world. Yeah, that was cool. All right, time for a short break. So this year is starting to come to a close and the holidays are nearly upon us. And 
That means for a lot of people, some stress with travel and family, and there's pressures coming from many areas. They say, tis the season to be jolly, but for many, that's not the case, and that is okay. So ease some of the burdens the holidays can bring with Talkspace Online Therapy. I hear from many people that they want to try therapy, but they're not sure where to start, and I get it because... It can be very intimidating and kind of a scary process. But I think online therapy is a really great place to start because it's all online. (laughs) And Talkspace is so easy to sign up and very quick. And plus it's secure and the whole process is extremely professional. And they have thousands of licensed therapists. So you're going to get matched with one. And if you're not happy, you can switch anytime, but you're gonna be able to set goals with your Talkspace therapist and develop some techniques to cope in difficult times. Plus they offer individual therapy, couples therapy, uh, medication prescription services. And what's really great is they're at your convenience and can work around your schedule. Uh, They have live video sessions, unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. So you're going to be in really, really good hands. So if you need a little support to help you through the end of the year or want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. So match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with promo code LOVEME. That's $100 off when you use code LOVEME at Talkspace.com. All right, back to the show. And what about when we had the 2002 Winter Olympics? That yeah. was really an experience. Oh, that was yeah. really cool. Because yeah. I was also working on Main Street at Quicksilver, one of my retail jobs. So yeah, that was an experience mm-hmm. as well. And they shut down my high school because they used it as the Olympic headquarters. So we had the whole month of February off. Right. So yeah. I got to go to some of the events and some of the medal ceremonies. So that was really cool. But on a totally separate note, something about... My mom and I growing up, my mom too specifically, is some spooky stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Since it's it's, also spooky time. I was going to say since since the occasion's coming up. We've had a little bit of paranormal experiences. My mom has had more. Yes. Throughout her life. Yes. But like mostly like poltergeist Mm -hmm. type stuff. Not like the movies. Don't get like crazy. It wasn't like anything like that. But just like... You know, very obvious things that have happened. You know, sometimes I shy away from talking about it because if people don't understand or believe or, you know, any of that, they think, oh gosh, you know, your mom's really flipping. But I've had several experiences throughout my life. And then with Katie too, in our home in Park City. Mm -hmm. And when that instance happened, we're talking about the keys disappearing and then showing up. I mean, that was so obvious. I mean, there was just times where things would be just in a place and then they would be moved and just unexplainable things. And And then show right back up where we searched and searched and searched. And it's not one of those cases where it's like, oh, it's just right under your nose. Mm -mm. No, it Mm -mm. wasn't that. But what was the story of the ticking in the house that you lived in? Oh gosh, that one's hard for me to talk about. Be- Why? I don't know because it was so real. And to this day, I, you know, like I've, I've taught you when things happen, not to let it frighten you because 
you know, there are spirits and spirits are in our lives at different times for different reasons. And some just want to let you know that they're there. And if for any reason they ever frighten you, then I always say, just ask them to leave and they will. But the ticking is when I was young and it followed me to a couple of different homes and would wake me up in the middle of the night, like a clock ticking. In this day and age, clocks don't tick like they used to. (laughs) But when we were younger, we had clocks that tick and we had cuckoo clocks and all those kind of things that ticked quite loudly, but I didn't have any in my house. So to wake up to hearing ticking and then it would grow louder and louder and louder. To this day, I don't know why it did it, where it came from. I was still kind of new at having different experiences, but it happened in one, two, three different homes. So it's really difficult for me to walk. And I don't even know if there's clock shops anymore, but there used to be clock shops that you could go into to purchase like those cuckoo clocks Mm -hmm. and decorative clocks and everything. I can't be around clocks. There's something about it. I don't know what it is, but that wasn't the most frightful of all. I mean, I've had a lot of... What was the most? Well, I had one where we actually moved out of our home because the lights kept turning off. Oh, yeah. I think I do. Right. We lived in a house that was behind it. When I say we, it was me and my fiance at that time lived in our dock. We lived in a house behind another house, but it was a full house and it was originally built for the homeowner's um, mother. She lived in that house in, um, when she was older and she was a handicapped woman. Um, and I'm just making mention of that because we never knew if it was her spirit or what, but when we would leave at night, because the house, we'd walk down the long driveway to get to the back of our house because it was so dark. We always left a row of porch lights on because when we came home, otherwise it would be dark. Mm-hmm. And, um, we played baseball and all kinds of stuff like that. And we'd get home late quite often. And we just noticed one night that the lights weren't on. And we both said, well, that's weird. I turned them on. Did you turn them off? You know, just kind of one of those things. And then it happened again. And it was kind of like, we still thought, okay, who's playing games? But then when we left one night and we said, okay, we're turning these lights on and we're leaving the house. And we made, we made a point of pointing it out to each other. The lights are on. We came home and they were off. Mm-hmm. They were off and this kept happening to us. And um, so we told the owners still lived in the front home and we told them, so they had an electrician come out and check everything out and they couldn't find any reason why the lights were going off. And so it got to be where I would only stay in the house during the day. Was the light switch off? Like was, would the light switch be like down? Physically down. Uh-uh. Yes. No, thanks. Physically. Bye. Down. Well, at first they thought maybe it was our dog because we oh, had, yeah. we, we had an Irish setter and we, it's okay. So then we started taking him with us though, to the baseball games oh. and they were still down. Oh yeah. And then they mm-hmm. sent an electrician, even though the lights, which would, they kind of didn't believe us ever. But anyway, we ended up moving out of that house. It just it freaked me out. I couldn't be in it. And we never found out if the woman had died in it or what, but she didn't like you leaving the lights on. No, she didn't like us. She wanted us to leave. She didn't want us to be there at all. Usually that, you know, but anyway, yeah, I know sometimes, like I said, I feel kind of funny talking about it. So yeah, I promise you, I'm not weird. I've just had a lot of things happen. And recently in my condo at home in Las Vegas, I've had a couple of things recently happen as well, but it doesn't frighten me anymore like it used to. And that's why when we had some things in our home that you experienced Mm-hmm. Um, as well. That's why I taught you, you know, don't let it, 
don't let it scare you. I know Tom doesn't like when I talk to him about stuff that I like feel or sense. He's like, don't talk about it. In our old, like first apartment that we lived in, I always sensed a really bad off energy presence there. I did not like it there. Well, that's different when you sense a bad energy. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's creepy. And he didn't like when I would talk about it, I would be wake up in the middle of the night. One time I felt like the hands were pressing me down. See, I've had that scary, too. Scary, scary, scary. And he did not like me talking about it, but I just I didn't like being there. Yeah. Talk about the time when I was a little girl and he thought I was possessed <laughs> and had to call the pastor or the pediatrician or now whatever. people are really going to think your mom's crazy. Um, I didn't think you were possessed. What if, I was acting it, weird. It really frightened me. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, people are going to think I'm weird. So Well, but, but, but afterwards then I found out it, it can be quite common in some children. It's just, I had never experienced it with nor had any of my friends, but, um, you woke up in the middle of the night just, and what I learned is they're, they're called fright terrors, I believe, or night terrors or fright terrors or something like that. But you were just freaking me out because you were visually seeing snakes crawling up your wall. And then, and I could see your expressions on your face changed. You were, I think you were like four. You were, I don't think, I think you were about four years old, maybe five, but you were frightened. You were scared and you were freaked out because snakes were ca- crawling up your wall. And then all of a sudden your expressions changed and you're scooting on the other side of the bed because spiders are coming out from under your cover. And I'm watching your expressions change. Then all of a sudden you went from being so scared to like this big smile on your face. And you're awake the whole time. And I'm going, Katie, what? 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 what it, what's going on now? And you said, Mommy, I see fairies. They're dropping angel dust. I mean, <laughs> come on, as a parent, I think that that, you know, and you never really, when I say woke up, you, you, you were awake. I mean, I thought you were because, but I laid you back down eventually and you fell right to sleep. But I called the pediatrician first thing in the morning. I said, what do I do? <laughs> Did what it do I do? happen again? I don't think it happened again. No, but he that's when he told me it, it could be quite common and not to worry about you being schizophrenic. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that that was weird. Pardon the interruption. It's time for a break. We're going to talk about shaving because I am one of those gals that has to shave every single day. I get lots of compliments on my hair, but let me tell you, that means I have lots of hair (laughs) everywhere and it sucks. It's been my life's mission to find the best razor. I've tried every single razor. Do they make a razor with 10 blades? No, they only make them with five. I've tried men's razors. I've tried ones that vibrate. I've tried ones that warm up. I've tried ones that are completely coated and surrounded in a bar of butter. Like, because I want the cleanest, smoothest, nicest shave. I want my legs to feel like silk. And it's been impossible. I swear, they're all trash. Trash razors everywhere. It sucks. But I found the holy grail of razors. It's Athena Club's razor and it's amazing. It's designed with built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn because I have been there and it sucks. And it's gentle on the curves. So I'm not getting nicked and bleeding everywhere. And The razor blade is surrounded by water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid, which is the holy grail for skincare because your skin needs, needs to be hydrated. And the best part is the razor kit is only $9 and it comes with two blade heads and a magnetic hook 
for shower storage, which is amazing because you just like stick it on the wall and then the razor just hooks onto it. And the razor has six colors and they also have black and white razors, which you don't see very often. I have two. I have a white and a and like a rose pink color. But the good news is I don't ever have to worry about running out of refills because you can choose how often you replace the blades and the shipping is free and always arrive right when you need them. There's nothing worse than forgetting to go buy new ones. They just show up at my house all the time. It's, it's a club. <laughs> I'm, I'm subscribed. It's amazing. Plus you have to try their cloud shave foam. It's amazing. You have to use foam. I'm just, I don't know why I've gone this long without using shave foam. It is fantastic. So show your skin you care with the Athena Club Razor Kit. Sign up today and you're gonna get 20% off your first order. Just go to athenaclub.com, use promo code LOVEME, that's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code LOVEME for 20% off. Yay. Well, snakes and fairies. But you, you, you grew up to be a perfectly normal well, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't had any fright tears, night tears. Since. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't heard of any of my friends' children ever doing that. So that was just kind of a weird, and I don't know what caused it, what brought it on. They say sometimes like if your children are running a fever or whatever, but I was going to call our pastor too and see if I needed to do <laughs> it. To have do an exorcism. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, okay, well, on that note, do you, <laughs> should we end this with a rage text? Okay. What is your rage text of the day, Mother? Well, I said it was going to be Tommy, but it's not because <laughs> I do love him dearly. I did have a rage text that I was thinking about. Okay, so I don't keep a lot of like staples in my house, like chips and cookies and that kind of stuff, because I have absolutely no willpower and I'm always trying to lose weight. But one day I just got a craving for chips and salsa. And anybody that knows me, I mean, come on. I had a Mexican restaurant for 25 years. <laughs> you know, what do you expect? But anybody that knows me knows that that's my, one of my weakness besides French fries. But anyway, <laughs> I thought, okay, I can't stand it anymore. I got in my car. I went to the store. I bought a bag of chips and salsa. Could not wait to get home. So I got home and got all comfy poured a glass of wine, got ready to have my chips and salsa. And I could not get the jar of salsa open. I could, I, I did everything. I got a knife out. You know how you can tap it around yeah. the edges. I tapped it. I ran hot water. I ran cold water. I even have one of those little, I don't know what they're called, but they're made to put over a jar or it, that's hard to open. Like a silicone thing. It, it's a gripper. Yeah. So that, yeah, that wouldn't do it. I was just I was so mad. I didn't know what to do. I mean, the only other thing I could do was get back in my car and go back to the store. And I thought, no, I guess, you know, the weight gods don't want me to eat these chips and sauce salsa. The weight gods? Well, whatever. But I wanted, I still was craving it so bad. So, and I had already like got my clothes changed. I mean, I had settled in for the night. God trust again. I did. I wanted them so bad. And I took it back to the store and... (laughs) And I went up to the lady and I said, I cannot open this jar of salsa. Can I please just exchange it for another one? And she goes, okay, yeah, no problem. And so she goes, well, wait, do you want me to try it? And she couldn't get it open either. But a man (laughs) walked up and said, do you want me to help you with that? Anyway, they got it open. And so I just kept that. But that would be my biggest rage. (laughs) To the the salsa jar. Uh, Yeah. I can't believe you drove back. (laughs) I can't believe I did either. I would have threw it against the wall. 
I felt like saying that too, but I really, really wanted it. And then, you know, what's really silly is when I got home, I don't know if it was just because of the, all the hassle I went through, but it really didn't taste as good as I had oh wanted it to. I think because I, I felt super guilty too for like indulging. Oh my gosh. I know. Guilt? No, no, no. When I'm trying to lose weight. I would say worth it. If you went through that much trouble, you better enjoy it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, Mama, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And thanks for sharing your spooky stories and for the. You I know, hope you don't get a lot of DMs saying that tales. your mom is cuckoo. You're not cuckoo. <laughs> Do you want to share your social medias or no? No, but if anybody's. Um, if anyone wants to buy a house in Las Vegas or sell a house or sell a house or knows anybody. A lot of people are moving from California and all across the country. So any relocations, I work with a lot of out-of-state people too. You can contact me, yeah, at uh, TN Maloney on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Mm -hmm. get at her. Brookshire Hathaway Home Services. Woohoo, all right. Well, until next time, everyone, enjoy and I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. 